And let's see, we are live on Facebook and it is recording. That is amazing. Thank you, Wi-Fi gods. Good morning, my name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva 5.0. And you may have seen that there's only, well, technically there's two people on and that's okay. And, and we've adopted Alexi. So she's going to, she's our amazing guest and she's obviously, um, she has been on before. We are so excited to have her. But today is Wealth Wellness Wednesday, and we're going to do a little bit of catching up. So um, I just want to bring something up here. So Alexi is a brain, a brain health expert. That's the only way I know how to describe it. And she really embraces thriving as you age. She's a health coach, mentor, consultant, and environmental healthy home expert. So, <laughs> excuse me, without further ado, Alexi, we want to welcome you back to the Two Sisters podcast. You were previously on, I want to say it was back in January or February. So welcome back. Well, thank you. I'm delighted to be back, actually. And when, whoops, I muted myself there for a moment. See, when you're in controls and trying to make sure that everything's okay, you get a little sidetracked side and you mute yourself. So just before we came on, <laughs> Alexi's from Canada, and you had mentioned that you have some snow on the ground. That is so crazy. I mean, and in two days, it's supposed to be 60. Like, go figure. Yeah, that, that is just craziness. You know, let's kind of get a little bit of the warmth going on. So I really want to dive into brain health. And this is a topic I think that does not get the full attention that it needs to have, especially in this world today. Um, <laughs> if you could just bring us up to speed um, from our last conversation, with, and I know that there are so many questions out there when, you know, as we start to age, it's not so much, oh my gosh, I put my keys down, where did I leave them? But what are some signs? Like, and I, I've heard that, you know, people reaching out to us, well, what are some more signs that maybe would clue somebody into knowing what they should or shouldn't be looking for? Well, for example, having a hard time making a decision or like you feel that like there's a bit of fog in your brain and you're not really as sharp as you think you should be or you remember you were before and um, maybe not being quick on the draw with making a snap decision or a quick comeback to somebody's comment you're just more like everything it just sort of has slowed down a little bit it's not working at full capacity. And I think that's really very important to say because not many people, well, I should say a lot of the population, um, and especially with your work too in environmental health, I'm not sure what that was. <laughs> I don't know if you heard it, but especially with environmental health, you know, there's so many different things in our food supply, in our water supply, even the chemicals that we use to clean our home. So 
I'm wondering what is the backdrop for that? Like, do you see a specific relationship with that, with that? And if somebody was to really like go through their cabinets or their cleaners or what have you, what are some things that possibly they should be looking for? Well, number one, glyphosates, which is a really key um, food item, I guess if you could call it a food item that has been linked to uh, dementia and neurological disorders. And glyphosate is the active ingredient found in Monsanto's Roundup. It's used by farmers to spray in their crops for a better crop yield. So um, how should I put this? A significant number, I can't say most because I don't have the numbers, but a very significant number of packaged, processed, canned foods contain glyphosates. So you have to start learning to identify uh, the ingredients in the foods that you're eating, whether it's crackers or breakfast cereals or canned soups or canned stews or you know canned lentils or chickpeas or whatever, read the ingredient labels to see exactly what is in there. And I'm so glad that you said that because it's simple, but yet it's effectiveness on knowing what you put into your body. And <laughs> I would have never thought of soups, but you are so right. Reading that can, knowing what though, knowing what uh, these chemicals or knowing what they mean. And I, I remember when I went to um, IIN, where I got my uh, health coaching certification. And <laughs> I remember one of the instructors saying, if you can't pronounce it, then you shouldn't consume it. I totally agree with that. Absolutely. And I think it may have been DPAC, but I'm not sure. He did a really amazing uh, seminar on that. But that just goes to show you the everyday things that are in our cabinet that are in our refrigerator all of that stuff should be definitely looked at and obviously with the link especially with the roundup and the farmers using that in our crops i would imagine too that obviously that the derivative of that that can cause cancer oh absolutely it has been proven to cause cancer actually Wow. And, you know, some of those things, I don't want to say that we take it for granted, but I think there's, you know, like on a cold day, oh, let me have a can of soup and, mm -hmm. you know, let me see what's in it first. But maybe a better way to start to do that is when you are going to the grocery store is to be mindful of that or even the products that you consume or have consumed on a regular daily basis that you can look up the information if you don't no longer have the can with you or whatever that might be a good tip to do as well um i want to go back to <clears throat> one of and i love this and i'm not sure that we talked about this on your prior podcast 21 days to build a habit and 90 days to build a lifestyle. Could you give us a little bit more information on that? Because I think that th that is an amazing, that should be a hot topic, right? 
Right. Well, you know, they say, you know, 30 days to change a habit. Well, 30 days really doesn't work. You know, 21 days, uh, that's a program I have, is sort of puts you in the driver's seat to know that, okay, this is what I have to do. So, you know, you'll be able to maneuver, say, the highways, but 90 days is to maneuver the highways and the construction sites and the detours that you have to take in order to get to your destination. So it's not as easy as people think just because you have a new habit. It's very easy to fall off. Somebody invites you over for dinner and they're maybe serving something that you don't really want to eat or somebody invites you to a fast food restaurant and you've given up fast foods. So you really have to um, make it more, cement it more into your lifestyle. These, write a list of things that I will not do anymore. Amen, non-negotiable. And so when you feel strayed, tempted to buy that one thing at the grocery store or go through the drive-through because you haven't had time for lunch or you know, somebody invites you over, well, let's just order a pizza and, and, and have a Coke. You know, have your list of things that you are non-negotiable. You will not streamline and you will stay on the straight and narrow. And by 90 days, it's more cemented into your cells. And so it's easier just to keep on that lifestyle. Right. And, and I think, too, um, it's all about the preparation. You, everybody is so busy. And I think even more so, you know, I think mm -hmm. one of the top things that people say is, oh, I don't have enough time. But even if they took maybe 15 minutes the day before, kind of in preparation, oh my gosh, I got a busy day tomorrow. I'm going to be all over the place, maybe pre-packaging different things. I know for me, for instance, I don't know what I'm going to want the next day to consume. So I would have like a different variety, not that I would eat the whole thing, but at least um, prepared. Is part of your program teaching the, the preparedness part? Because I think that's where people really could be having that trouble in the preparation part, not being savvy, not, it's not that they're not savvy, but maybe as you said, you know, that habit part is really important. So is there a preparation? Like, do you chat with them about how to prepare and, you know, different things to look for? Right. Well, I'd just like to go back to your comment. And I know everybody says that I don't have enough time. Mm -hmm. Everybody has 24 hours a day. It's about making whatever is deemed important to you, your health or whatever, a priority. You know, you have, you take the time to check your emails on the computer. You take the time to let the cat or the dog out um, for their morning run. So it's about priorities. So yes, I do address it. So Sunday afternoon seems to be a good time for people to do some prep work for the upcoming week, whether it's cutting up a whole bunch of veggies, whether sitting down and, and itemizing what I'm, what I'm going to eat this next week, you know, whether it's soaking some, some legumes, you know, sauteing some onions, um, whatever it is, Sunday afternoon seems to be a good time that people can set aside two or three hours and then bag everything, even if it's your little snacks for, for the week, because it saves you a whole bunch of time. 
I love that idea. And, you know, we all have those different containers or, or the different baggies and what better way, <laughs> especially if you are working from home and maybe you've got to run out real quick to meet a client that you just grab something right out of the fridge and bring it with you on, on your, you know, little journey to meet with a client or, you know, maybe a doctor's appointment, just to kind of keep yourself going with being responsible for your time. You're, you know, that you have to um, nourish yourself, even, you know, even in the craziest of times, we make time for that, but the preparation part can be sometimes daunting, but it shouldn't be if we are making it a priority. So thank you so much for sharing that. The other thing that I would love to touch upon is the environmental to toxins and health complications. You know, we all know that there are um, toxins in our air. We talked about food, personal care products, absolutely. Clothing, furniture, and electronics. Um, I wondered if you can maybe talk about that a little bit more because I am very interested in that. I know that some, for instance, um, I have a gluten sensitivity. And what I didn't realize when I was first diagnosed with that, that there's not only gluten, obviously in foods, but in hair care products, medicines. So if you would just kind of elaborate on that a little more and what are some things that possibly people could look out for? Well, this is not necessarily related to dementia per se, but it's really something to take note. Plastic shower curtains are a big no-no. They have been heavily linked to, to breast cancer because it contains phthalates, which is released by the heat that touches the plastic and it's sort of like the fumes sort of permeate your shower uh, enclosure. So absolutely no plastic shower curtains. You don't need two shower curtains. You don't need the outer decorative curtain and the plastic one. Just get rid of the plastic one because it's only the very, the, the bottom third that gets wet and it will dry, you know, overnight. So a nice cotton outer shower curtain um, preferably cotton that's, that hasn't been sprayed with chemicals or um, even hemp, you know, hemp curtains. So that is one thing that I'm really diligent about telling all my friends about. I mean, it's not like I go into people's bathrooms and, and, it, and inspect the shower curtains, but, you know, sometimes if you spend the night at somebody's house, I'm very cognizant of it. You know, any kind of electronics emits electromagnetic frequencies, which is really toxic. And the very first one that comes to mind is your electric, um, your, your clock radio. You know, you don't need a clock radio. Get an inexpensive wind-up clock at the dollar store. And so I don't say remove it from your bedroom. I say throw it out. And on top of that, it emits um, a blue light, which really affects your pineal gland. So no radio clock radio in your bedroom and actually you shouldn't have any kind of electronics in your bedroom ever because it interferes with your sleep cycle and because your brain detoxifies while you sleep you want to minimize any toxins in your bedroom so no electronics of any sort in your bedroom wow um such great information and i ne would never i never thought of shower curtains and 
I am going to be changing my shower curtain in the very <laughs> near future. Um, that was such great information. Uh, <laughs> I want to go back to where would one, maybe I'm sure that you know, know this, where would one find hemp curtains? You can find them online. Just Google. Oh, okay. Or some of the well-respected health provide health store providers like maybe like food matters or maybe mercola.com or um you know some or some or some of the big food distributors um may carry you know the hemp curtains i will definitely be looking that up right after this podcast for sure <laughs> so back to the toxin uh, i'm sorry the electronics in the bedroom also, um, no cell phone. Your cell phone should be on airplane mode at the very least and as far away from you as possible, preferably in another room. And people say, well, what if there's an emergency and, and a family member calls you? How many times has that happened? True. You know, you, know? you don't go to bed with your, your iPad watching Netflix. You don't have a stereo system. You don't have a television in your in your bedroom and make sure that you have curtains that totally eliminate any street light. Ah, that is a good point. I where our bedroom is located, it's kind of in the middle of our loft. And we have, in fact, I'm sitting on the opposite wall and we have a few windows up here just to illuminate some light because it's dark in there. Um, but that is such a good point to make. And the electronics too, obviously would include the TV. Mm -hmm. I do have a TV and I, I love watching TV in bed. <laughs> so, you know, all those little things though really go such a long way to help you to have that restful night's sleep without all the additional electronic stuff around. I do use my cell phone as my um, alarm clock. So I will have to come up with something else. I will definitely work on that for sure. So Alexi, I just want to go back to the page here. I know that um, when you <laughs> were going through this change and you, you had mentioned in your bio that you were were went to um, a nursing home and i'm really curious about that because i read your bio obviously quite a few times and it just kind of gnaws at my heart like that well, i freelance as a chef periodically and i was working at a nursing home this one particular day and it was lunchtime. And in the one dining room, the residents were all animated, having a lively conversation. You could hear the laughter. And just a short walk down the hallway was another dining room where I was stationed. And in this dining room, there were about 24 women seated at tables of four. Some of them had to be visually presented their food entree choices on two plates. This is your hamburger. This is your hot dog or whatever it was. Some had to have their food cut up. Some had to be fed. Some were feeding themselves like a three-year-old. There was no social contact, no eye 
contact, no interaction. It was a deadly silent dining room. All you could hear was the knives and forks on the plates. And some of these women were in their 50s, much younger than me. And it just broke my heart. I thought the world has to know it doesn't have to be that way. You're absolutely right. And I think when you see, especially a loved one, a close friend that really has to tug at the heartstrings. And I'm wondering as a family member or a friend, if someone sees somebody struggling with and not being a healthcare provider or obviously being an expert on that, see some, their friend or loved one struggling with those type of things, what is maybe one thing that the friend or the family member can do for their loved one or friend? Well, there is one supplement that has been researched 20 some odd years that has been shown to reduce inflammation in the brain because heart disease is inflammation of the heart. Arthritis mm -hmm. is inflammation of, you know, your, 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 your joints. Mm -hmm. So dementia or neurological disorders is inflammation of the brain. So this one product has been researched like 20 some odd years ago to, to prove that it reduces inflammation. And I personally know from experience, I had a client whose father his hand would really shake when you gave him a cup and saucer. So they gave him a sippy cup and he was too embarrassed to use it. So they put him on this product called NRF2. And within a month, he was able to use a cup and saucer. Wow. So I take the product myself as a preventative. I highly support it and I highly endorse it for anybody that really wants something preventative because we all have inflammation in various parts of our body just because of our lifestyle, you know, the environment, the water, everything else. So highly, highly recommend it. And if anybody wants more information, I'd be glad to provide. Oh, that'll be wonderful. Yes. Um, I think I may have it, but yes, if you could send that along just so that I know specifically that I have it. Um, I'm wondering also too, for the friend or family member that maybe suggests this, right. And they pick up on it or they don't. Um, what is I guess what I'm trying to ask is if you know someone that is really struggling and you want to help them, mm -hmm. obviously, you know, you would definitely suggest this product. Is there some organization or someone that's outside of that? Cause maybe they don't want to be confronted about it. Mm -hmm. Well there's, well, there's there's different groups you can uh, Google on either Facebook or just Google them. Um, you know, Alzheimer support or dementia support. There's 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 organizations out there. Um, you, you know, or support groups for family members suffering from dementia. There is, you know, it sort of depends on where you live. You know, the availability of of what is there, but. There are groups out there, definitely. Well, that's good to know. Um, One other thing, if I could suggest, just to sure. cheer 
your loved one up, I guess, who you can see is maybe starting to, you know, experience these neurological disorders, or maybe somebody, or if you're a caregiver for somebody at home, in the movie, Alive Outside, it documents um, a doctor who wants to change the, um, improve the residents who are living in these nursing homes suffering from dementia because the part of the brain that remembers music is not affected by dementia. So they showed, oh, maybe half a dozen different residents and they gave them an iPod that had music from the generation that they grew up in, you know, whether it was Frank Sinatra or the Beach Boys or, or whatever. And they just totally came alive. I mean, some of them, you know, that couldn't walk, their, their fingers were, were sort of dancing on, on the wheelchair and you could see their eyes rolling and they had a bit of a smile. And there, there are actually some, some women that got up and started dancing. So wow. it's just incredible. So what's an iPod, like 70 bucks? You know, get it for your loved one. It makes such a big difference because the wow. music stays in your mind, you know, no matter what. True that. And you know, such simple yet very effective and affordable things to do to help your loved one that is in that arena of the dementia aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Now, I know one other thing I, I really want to touch upon as well, dementia and Alzheimer's, kind of the same thing, but totally different, correct? Well, actually, dementia, Alzheimer's is a form of dementia, um, which is under the big umbrella, neurological disorders. So, you know, you can take in the Parkinson's and, you know, a few other things, but they're very closely related, definitely. Okay. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming on for your second podcast today. Again, such great and valuable information. And I hope you definitely will consider doing another cameo appearance with us. We'd love to have you back on. Alexi, I wanna thank you so much. And in closing, it's Wealth Wellness Wednesday. We want you to go out there, be healthy, take some of these tips from Alexi and I will make sure that her information is below the live of this video. If you have any questions or concerns, definitely reach out to Alexi and she'd be happy to chat with you and also check out her information for the NRF2. As Alexi mentioned, that's been researched for 20 years, amazing results with that. On that note, my name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0. Alexi, thank you so much. Goodbye, everyone. Have a great day. Thank you. You're welcome.